Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. Take back what the devil stole from me. 
rejoice. Because I'm going to recover. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. It helps us to recover all that the enemy has stolen from us. God gives us the ability to be faithful. He gives us the ability to be holy. He gives us the ability to be righteous. All of those things that he is, we can be today. So let's reap the harvest today. Let's take back what the enemy has stolen from us. Yes, God is faithful. Yes, God is holy. Yes, God is righteous. Yes, God is patient. Yes, God is kind. And I'm reaping. I'm going to take back everything that the devil stole from me. I'm reaping. And I shall recover. Don't get double for my trouble. I shall recover. I'm going to rejoice today. Hallelujah. Come on and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Give him some praise today. Hallelujah. Truly, God is in the midst of us, and we're thankful to him today. We want to welcome all of those that are joining us live on the blog talk this morning. Thank you for joining us. We hope and pray that all is well with you and that the Spirit of the Lord is moving in your hearts like he's moving in ours here in the house today. Don't you feel it moving today? We feel the presence of the Lord, and we are excited that he chose us to experience this experience today. We want to welcome anyone that's joining us for the first time. If you are a first-time caller and you're calling on the line, please press 1 so that we can bring you on live where you can say good afternoon, good morning to us. We want to greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If there's someone on the line worshiping with us and you'd like to say good morning or good afternoon, press 1 on your phone. We will bring you on live. Amen. We're just truly excited about what all that God is doing for us. Just want to remind you of a couple of announcements. Elder, if you want to come and talk about Pastor's Appreciation, um, get, your, get your thoughts together. Just want to let you know that tonight at 6 o'clock at Emmanuel Temple, there will be a concert, Leandria Johnson and Vanessa Bell Armstrong. That's tonight at 6 o'clock. I'm sure the doors are going to open early, so you want to get there early to get a park and get a seat. Um, but that's tonight at Emmanuel Temple at 6 o'clock. And then next week we'll be at Emmanuel Temple again Friday and Saturday. I'm encouraging all of our leaders to meet. let me know today. Um, I asked for yesterday, but let me know. I heard from one, two people yesterday. But let me know today if you plan to attend the social justice with a prophetic message for the 21st century. It is a workshop. Anyone that wants to go, Mother, if you want to go, you are welcome. And I'm thinking, let me know. Anybody that wants to go, all right, Mother Harris wants to go. It's Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, the church is paying for the registration. It's a $25 registration. And so we want to represent and be a part and get this information so that we can do what God has commissioned and commanded us to do in the 21st century. So I encourage all of you to do that with us. Tonight at 7, 8 o'clock, the Light of Portland, our very own elder, pastor, Pamela Laws will be bringing the message on tonight. So I want to encourage you to tune in. Tell somebody to call in to the blog talk.
to join us for the life of Portland. We're just truly excited about what God is doing in our midst. We are still collecting socks. If you have not brought your two socks, or you want to send us some two socks, or you want to send us some money for some two socks, just send it to Cash App. Amen? And we're going to get two socks, and next month we will get the two socks delivered. Amen? What day do we go and do dinner, Sister Tanya? Amen. It's next month, right? It's, it's, in, it's in June? Okay, it's in June. All right, so we're going to be serving dinner in June, and so we want to continue to do outreach because that's what we are here to do. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to ask the elder if she is ready to share. Amen. And come and tell us, talk a little bit about um, our 18th pastoral appreciation just to catch us up and give us some information on where we are and to fill us in on what we need to know. Amen. 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 As the pastor says, the 18th pastoral anniversary. Um, pastor, we want to do, the spirit is moving, amen? And we want to honor the pastor, of course, but this year we're going to look at it a little bit different. We're going to focus on prayer. We know that there is power in prayer, and um, I don't have the flyer in front of me. I do apologize. I will try to be more prepared next week, uh, but we have a lineup of guests that you get to hear on Sunday night. Uh, Pastor Pamela Laws is on to come and speak to us. Um, Pastor, do you have the flyer in front of you by chance? Um, is that, I don't know. Uh, no, there's a, oh, okay, all right. So let me, let me just do this one then. Uh,
pastoral anniversary, and again, focusing on prayer so that we can see God move. Because as we roll throughout the 18th anniversary, there's going to be some, as, as Sister Janelle would say, there's going to be some storms out there, and we're going to be prepared for them. And we will be prepared through the the, uh, the prayer that we the prayers that we pray, the word of God that comes forth, the celebration of our pastor, and we as our brothers and sisters in Christ, we do our part. Amen. Amen. So more information to come. Amen. 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 So, Elder, we, we need to talk about Friday night. Because okay. on the flyer, we just said Saturday. Okay. Okay. So, Saturday um, from 11 to 2 will be a prayer clinic. The theme is Standing in the Gap. There's a $10 registration. A light lunch will be served. And Pastor Zachary, um, I just found out yesterday, will not be able to join us. Um, so, let's keep her lifted up in prayer. Pastor Zachary is, is getting ready to go through another round of chemotherapy, and so we want to keep her lifted up in prayer. We want to call out her name every chance we get. But Pastor Laws will be with us on Saturday. Um, we will be here, and then Sunday at 1 o'clock, we won't come together until 1230 over at New Hope, ready to greet our guests, ready to go at 1 o'clock at New Hope. Amen. Amen. So let's govern ourselves accordingly. Amen. Let's look to the Lord um, for his word. Uh, let's look to the Lord. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we humbly come before your throne of grace just to thank you, dear Jesus, for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Father, for your presence that's here in this place. Oh, God, we love you, we adore you, we magnify your name. You are good, you are great, you are wonderful, you are magnificent, you are glorious, and we love you, Father. You are so wonderful to us. And God, we give you praise, we give you the glory, we give you the honor. And we thank you for this blessing on today. We thank you for this journey that you have allowed us to take with the disciples and the apostles all the way through Holy Week and bring it up, up 50 days later to the day of Pentecost. We thank you for this experience that you allowed us to share with them and knowing that what they experienced, we too can experience. 2,000 years later, we can experience the same joy, the same power, the same presence of God that they receive, that they experience. So now I ask that you would open up our ears, our eyes, our hearts, that we may see, feel, and hear what they experienced that day on Pentecost Sunday in the upper room. And let us be prepared for our own Pentecost Sunday that's coming. We won't, we won't see Pentecost Sunday like we did last year. It will have a new meaning for us. It will have a new, a new flavor for us. There will be some new swag for us on Pentecost Sunday. So, God, we praise you. We thank you. Now, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you're my strength and my redeemer. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank God and amen. Amen. Our Sunday school lesson today comes from Acts chapter 2. 
And it's the whole entire second chapter of Acts. I have said uh, many times during my last 18 years as pastor here, I have said we are an Acts to church. Y'all heard that before? We are Acts to church. Well, pastor, what does that mean? That means we don't mind praising God. We don't mind studying his word. And we don't mind praying. And we know the importance of community. All right? That's what that Acts 2 church, that's what they were all about. If you, if you have never read Acts 2, you just got a glimpse of what it's all about. What is it about? Prayer, community, praise, and the reading and the studying of God's holy word. Not only that, but the application and the, 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 the application of the word and making the word come alive. So not only will I live by it, but my brothers and sisters will want to live by it. So our lesson today is called The Holy Spirit Comes, Acts chapter 2. If you have your Sunday school book, we're on page 374. The aim for change today is by the end of this lesson, we will understand that God wants. You hear that? God wants something. Have you ever thought about that statement, God wants God wants. What could he want? The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell therein. So if the book says that there's something that God wants, aren't you kind of curious to find out what it is that he wants? We, we were talking the other day about, you know, Christmas and Mother's Day and, um, you know, what do you buy? You know, we were talking about what um, Mother Walker had a birthday. And she's, she's the first one of, of our people that are in their 80s to have a birthday because now the rest of them will start rolling in in May and July and December. And so we were saying, what do you buy somebody that's 80 years old? What could they possibly want? Have you ever thought about this? This lesson says that God wants. Stop and think about it, y'all. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. What could he want? So the lesson says he wants all people to know his love and to appreciate the value of living by faith and being committed to walk a closer walk with God. If it has ever been a time in our lives to walk closer with God, it is now. It is now. Y'all, people are dying who never died before. It is war 
and rumors of war. Just the other day, I was downtown, and I came up right by Nordstrom's, right there by Pioneer Square, and the corner was covered. They were waving Palestine flags. And they're saying, pray for the unrest in Palestine. Pray for Palestine. It's coming alive now. It's on our streets. If you lived, if you lived in Palestine, you knew of the war. But we're here in Oregon, and if you, if, if, uh, Brother Farrell probably watches news that's all around the world. Him and Dickie Gwynn, they they probably watch the worldwide news that, that talks about Africa and Israel and Jerusalem and all those places we don't even think about going. He could, Brother Farrell could probably tell you a crime that happened in Dubai. I don't know. But they watch the news, they're observant of what's going on, not just right here in Portland, Oregon, but in the world. And so they should talk to us and tell us about some stuff that's happening. And because we're only focused on this little section of the world, we only know what's happening right here. I just found out on last night that, remember the three young men that were killed in North Portland? The one of the young men is a grandson to a pastor in this community. Nobody said anything. Pastor Mari Fell, one of his grandsons, was in that car. Nobody said anything. And I just found out about it on last night. So, so much is happening. So much is going on. We can't keep up with all of it. But what God wants for us is to let everybody know of his unfailing love. His unconditional love. He loved us even when we was in our mess. And we was in some mess. Not just me, we was a, it was up to here. We was doing everything because we was grown enough to do it. We was old enough. We saw them do it, and so we figured we could do it better. God said, I love you still, baby. I see you out there trying to get your room back. Come on, fella. Come home to me because I love you. He's that kind of God. So he decided for us to live a closer walk with him. And every day when we wake up, that's to be what our desire be. I want to give you what you want, Jesus. Not just what's required of me. Because we know what's required of us, love, mercy, do justly, and walk humbly before our God. That is what's required. But can I ask for the believers to get beyond doing what's required? I had a coworker say, I just come and, and stay under the radar. I do my work. She's doing what is required of her. But when will we get to the place we're going to do what they want us to do? So this lesson today is, is telling us I, I, that God wants us to, to, to make sure that his children, his people, know of his love. And then he wants us to, to realize that there is value in living by faith. And then he wants us to have a closer walk with him. So there's a lot here in Acts chapter 2. And I'm going to read all these scriptures um, because I just want to talk to us about some things that we need to glean from this chapter. 
The first thing is Pentecost. Pentecost is an actual celebration that happened 50 days after Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead. Now, if you remember a couple of years ago, I used to go out to Bishop Grace Osborne Church on Pentecost Sunday, and I would preach on Pentecost Sunday for them. They would have a service, a worship experience of Pentecost Sunday. And they would they would actually have a countdown from the day after Easter up until that time. And there were different activities and different things that Bishop Grace did for the church family. And on that Sunday they would conclude with a big dinner and a big celebration. That's how serious this is. It's just like celebrating Easter. It's just like celebrating Christmas. It's just like celebrating the 4th of July. It ought to be the biggest party that we ever give. Well, let's talk about why. So the Bible says that the Pentecost, it, it preceded Jesus Christ. It's one of the seven feasts of Jehovah and one of the three major pilgrimage feasts. Pentecost is also called the Feast of Harvest and the Feast of First Fruits. Is celebrated 50 days after Passover on the Sabbath. God presented these holy feasts to Moses, and it was required that the children of Israel observe them annually. So what do we observe annually? Christmas, Easter, and Mother's Day. We ought to throw this one in the mix. You'll see why in a moment. Pentecost is symbolically related to the Jewish holiday Shav- oh, I this right. Shavuot, or the Feast of Weeks, which celebrates Moses receiving the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. Look how far back we're going in the history. Look how far back. Why do we celebrate Juneteenth? History. History, Black History Month. It, 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 I know it's the 21st century, but we always go back in time to things. If you don't know where you've been, and you're going to have a hard time trying to get there. And so this, 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 this children of Israel, some of them were little babies when all of this happened. When we look at the, the um, Cleophas, and all of them, like last week, we talked about Cleophas, um, and that, that, that group of the 70 disciples, uh, some of them were little babies when Moses received the Ten Commandments, okay? Some, 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 some of them were just beginning to be four and five years old, and now here they are, you know, 60 and 70. And they have children and grandchildren of their own. So it's their responsibility now to do what? Pass down the information, the generation, the history. Because they don't, they don't know, they won't know about grandma and them unless we tell them. See, Sister Sheila, your grandchildren will not have the opportunity to hear Mother LaVera Bradley pray. But because you get a hold of them, and you can say, this is what my mama taught me. 
and you start praying in their little ears. That, 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 that's how that is supposed to happen. So this, this is what happened here. This is what we've got going on here. Is Pentecost was a symbolic related to the Jewish holidays. Um, Moses receiving the Ten Commandments on the Pentecost. In the New Testament, Pentecost takes on yet another meaning. It's the same holiday, meant to be celebrated in the same way, but now it has a new meaning. That's like Easter for us. should have a new meaning. When we were children, it was all about the Easter money and the basket, the dyed eggs, and the jelly beans. And then mama dressing you up in a little cute, funny, frilly dresses and then little funny little socks. And giving children Easter speeches when they come to church once a year to say an Easter speech. But something should have happened out of all these years of, of going through the cycle of life. The ups and the downs and the, the aches and the pains and the heartaches and the heartbreaks. Easter should now have a new meaning for us. That's why we don't, you know, I, I never did do the Easter thing. My kids, it was their aunties that would come from California to do Easter baskets with them. I, I'm going to get you dressed. We're going to church. We're going to celebrate Jesus. I'm not going to do all that. But it, it comes a time in our life that things change. You can remember your birthday. When you turned 18, I'm going to get wasted. That wasn't me, but I'm just saying. Oh, that's 21? No, it's 18. It's 18. That, that wasn't your life. That wasn't your life. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Okay, thank you. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Okay. So, so, so at, at, at 21, Sister Kamisha's going to go get wasted. <laughs> so, so, but now, now, now that she's, you know, 38, it's got a different responsibility. I can't take this chick and go buy a bunch of booze and a bunch of whatever else. I got a life bill to pay. I got rent to pay. I got some groceries to buy. Baby need a new pair of shoes. So if those things change for us, how come the celebration of, of our forefathers haven't changed? That 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 was that that three right there. That's three right there. It says that Christians celebrate Pentecost as a commemoration of the descending of the Holy Spirit and the outpouring of the gift of the Spirit. The parallel between the Passover and the Pentecost is apparent in that Passover represents the Jews' freedom from Egyptian slavery, while Pentecost represents man's freedom from slavery to sin. So let me back up a little bit and talk about the, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has two functions. It, it has two functions. It gives us power, and it's the gift of the Spirit that gives us the power, and the gift of the Holy Spirit gives us the gift of the Spirit. 
So there's two different things there that, that we need to keep in mind. Now, the Holy Spirit, write this down, empowers us to live victorious. The Holy Spirit empowers us to live victorious. What does that mean? To live victorious. I know that some stuff is going to happen, but it's not coming to take me out. I know that trials are coming, but I, I might I might get pushed back, but I'm not going to stop. That's what the Holy Spirit gives us. It gives us that type of motivation, that type of power. I might have got knocked down, but baby, I get back up. And when I get up, I'm coming up swinging. I'm coming back to reclaim what was taken from me. Because you took some stuff from me when you knocked me down. You knocked me down and I lost some hope. You knocked me down and I lost some peace. You knocked me down and I lost some joy. You knocked me down and I'm just actually seeing my way. Oh, but because the Holy Ghost dwells inside of me, I can get up. And when I get up, I'm getting up with my peace, with my joy, with my hope, with my vision, clarity of mind. It doesn't matter how long I stay down, but the principle of the matter is I'm going to get up. See, sometimes, sometimes we think it's how fast I get up that's what's important. Sometimes we get up too fast, we don't learn nothing. You just got to jump up. I was praying with a young lady on Sunday night, and the Lord said, she's going to have to tarry for a minute. She's going to have to wait a minute. Because this is what has happened before. I come in and I brought forth the healing, and then she felt like a little oxen, and then we got up and we left. But I want to do a great work in you. And sometimes, thanks to God, we got to just slow down. The Bible says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Be of good cheer. And he's going to strengthen your heart. We got to wait on him. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall rejoice. They shall run like wings like an eagle. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk in our faith. But we never learn how to wait on the Lord. Now, in your waiting, don't get it twisted. Don't talk off the side of your neck. Don't say the first thing that comes to your mind. But be at the altar. Be at a place of prayer. Be at a, have a posture of prayer. Be at a place of repentance in your waiting. Wait with a thankful heart. Wait with a grateful heart. Wait knowing that God is able to do it.
Don't be like the children of Israel. Because when they were in the wilderness, that's what they did. Moses, you brought us out here to die. Then you told us only take what we need. Don't take no more. If we take extra, it's going to fall before we use it. You must be lost your mind got us out here in the wilderness. Ain't no shade. All we see is sun. Ain't no water. Ain't nothing green. It's all brown. Moses, you crazy. That's not what we're supposed to do. The Holy Spirit, write this down, changes and transforms. The Holy Spirit changes and transforms. So that means if the Holy Spirit is living inside of me, and the next time my thorn and my flesh comes around, I'm not going to be quick to cut it out. I'm not going to be quick to beat it down with my words. Because the Holy Spirit dwells inside of me. My mind has been transformed. My attitude has been changed. And I see the thorn of my flesh as being a help to me. Not to make me bitter, but to make me better. I see the thorn of my flesh coming and increase my faith. I see the thorn of my flesh coming to give me more power, to give me more strength, to help me have more clarity, to help me see the things that God has in store for me. I see the thorn of my flesh a different kind of trouble. They say all trouble ain't bad trouble. There's some good trouble. So I, that the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of me helps me to see things differently, changes my attitude. And that Patty LaBelle, she's saying, I got a new attitude. That, that's what the Holy Spirit does for us. It gives us a new attitude. The Holy Spirit transforms our minds. Because when I think I couldn't, now I can. I'm like that little engine. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Without the Holy Spirit, we stand in that place. Without that, was too hard. Mm, I can't climb that one. Mm-mm, look at this guy curves too. I can't do that. But when the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, we act like the little engine that could. I think I could think it. And we began to climb that mountain. When we get to the curve and fear comes in, we say, uh-uh. No, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but he's given me power, love, and a sound mind. I'm going to take this curve. I might not take it at 60 or 65, but I'm going to go about 30. Yes, believe I'm going to make it around the curve. And then when I get around to the curve, I'm going to stop and look back and say, thank God I made it. I had some heartache. I had some trouble. I had some disappointment, but I made it. But I made it. I made it. So the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. It changes our mind, to transform our mind, to change our attitude, to transform our attitude, to change our heart, so that we can live victorious. Then the Holy Spirit, it purifies us and it refines us. Because the things I used to do, I don't do no more. Places I used to go, I don't go no more. Things I used to say, I don't say no more. Thoughts I used to think, I don't think no more, Sister Vicki. I got a new attitude. And that's what the Holy Spirit does when it dwells inside of us. So when these people were in the upper room, 
on the day of Pentecost. See, they, 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 they were there, but they really weren't sure what was going to happen. Okay, they were there. They were together. They were together. They were together. They were doing the same thing. They were saying the same thing. They were together. There was a one. It was a community of people that had come together, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, um, African, West Indies. They were all together in this one room. And they were huddled up in their little section, and they were having conversations. And nobody could understand what the West Indies folks were saying. Nobody could understand what the Asian people were saying. Nobody could understand what the Spanish people were saying. Nobody could understand what the English people were saying. Everybody was doing their own conversation. They were all talking. But they were all together. And the Bible says, suddenly, ain't that what verse 2 says? Suddenly. That was quicker than quick. They didn't even know what hit them. It came that fast. It said, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire. Now, this is not fire didn't sit on them, and it wasn't a, a peak tongue. But it was cloven. It was a tongue that had a split in it, but it was still together. Cloven. Cloven means together, but there's a split. Okay? Look up cloven. It's like like feet, like pig feet. That's what it looks like. Okay? So that they're, they're together. They're all together. And And then it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, from whatever side of the continent that they came from that day to meet up in up in that balcony. They was up in there. And they all got filled. So that first feeling came is the feeling to help us live victorious. That's between us and God, okay? And we get those feelings all the time. But then the Holy Ghost came so that they could do something else. Now, this is exciting to me. These people were in this room waiting on a promise. Because Jesus had told them, when I go, I'm not going to leave you alone, but I'm going to send you a comforter. Now, I don't know what God has told you, I don't know what he has promised you. Don't give up on God, or he won't give up on you. And if God promises, it's coming. I said the other day, blessings delayed are not blessings denied. I just got to wait on God, because he's going to come through. He don't lie. He don't fail. He didn't miss the mark. I did. He didn't fall short. I did. So everything that God said that is going to happen, it's going to happen. So these people were waiting. They had the spirit of expectation. So what am I saying to us today? We have got to have the spirit of expectation. We've got to be expecting God to move on our behalf. Last Sunday, I want to say this, and now I'll go back to the lesson. But last Sunday, 
we went to the musical at Imago Day Eastside. And I saw the, the, that baptism pool, and I said, oh, that's wonderful. Pastor Mike baptized this morning. That's awesome. I remember getting baptized on Easter. That was amazing. Worship came. We, 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 we got started. We had the opening prayer. We had a one song, two songs, uh, I think three songs, and then the offering. He took up the offering. He got the offering, and he had it in his hand, and he said, somebody in here today needs to know that God is a right now God. You can't wait. You need to see it today. You need to see it right now. And you need to see the manifestation of, of, of God manifest in your life right now. He says, somebody came here on their last take of gas. You don't even know how you're going to make it back home and get, you know, where you're going week to week. Somebody here has another need. I don't know what your need may be. But the offering that we raised today is for the community. He took the offering and laid it out on table. He told the people that was in the church, if you need it, come and get what you need. Come and get what you need. People started coming up and they were counting out, getting what they needed and going back. Community. Pastor Mike said, somebody going to get baptized tonight. He ended up baptizing 12 people. That a musical? That's what happens when the Holy Ghost dwells inside of you, and you listen to it and you obey it. You start doing that which is out of the ordinary so that the kingdom of heaven can be advanced. That's our mission. That's our assignment. Because when you get to reading this lesson, these people were given an assignment. They were in that room waiting on a promise with a purpose. Now, they received the Holy Ghost. They all began to speak in tongues, and they all began to understand what everybody was saying. Everybody was saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, we praise and we love you. That's what they were saying at the same time anyway. But now they understood it. After they had received power, they were given an assignment that's being on purpose. Go out into all of Jerusalem, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. And spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. But you're not going alone. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not only going to empower you to do this, but he's going to protect you as you go. And not only is he going to protect you as you go, but he's going to give you what you need to help draw others to me. And that's when we get the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gives us kindness. It gives us the gift of hospitality. It gives us the gift of giving. It gives us the gift of administration. The gift of health. The gift of laying hands on the sick. That's what, that's what the Holy Spirit also gives to us. Just doesn't give us power. But it gives us the tools to do the work to advance the kingdom of God. That's what this lesson is all about. Now that you've got the power, and now that you've got the tools, 
And now that you understand that I want all my people to know of my love, I need you and you and you and you to have a closer walk with me so that I can pour more of my spirit in you and you can go out into the community, you can go out into this medieval world and do the work that I've called and commissioned you to do. That's the assignment. We did not get saved to sit on the pew and look all cute or handsome. But we got a work to do. People are dying that don't know Jesus. And you know where they're going? If a person dies who have never confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, if they die in their sins, they're going to hell. Y'all look at me like that's strange. Ain't that what the, ain't that it? If they don't confess with their mouth and believe in their heart and live the life of a believer, it don't just stop at that one part. I gave the preacher my hand and he dunked me in the water. Now that's it. That's a lot. The Bible says you got to work out your soul's salvation. So now you got to be a witness. You got to testify. You got to grow stronger in the faith. I see you struggling, Sister Vicky. I see you going through, Sister Sheila. I see you having a hard time digging her head, but your faith ain't gave up. You still got a smile on your face. You see, when I when I say hello, your hello ain't. It's hello. You can be having so much pain. I would never know it. That that's what that's what it means. Get closer to me. Because when you get closer to me, you don't look like what you're going through. You won't sound like what you've been through. You'll have you'll have that joy, that energy that others will want to be a part of something bigger than you and I. So we have the Holy Spirit. It has been given to us to empower us. It has been given to us to give us gifts that we may expand the kingdom of God. It's not about greater St. Stephen. It's not about Imago Day. It's not about New Hope. It's not about St. Paul. It's not about Vancouver Avenue. It's not about Greater Father Rock. It's not about Heavenbound. It's not about um, uh, Daniel's Memorial. It's not about First Baptist uh, downtown or Grant Park. It is about the kingdom of God. It don't have nothing to do about being Pentecostal, Baptist, AME Zion, First AME Zion, Church of God in Christ, Apostolic. It don't have nothing to do with any of that. It's all about the kingdom of God. So we've been given the Holy Spirit to do a great work, not for ourselves, but for the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God. I got one point here that I want to share with us. Is that the power that we have helps us to live in the world among others. And it helps us to help them experience 
the change and the transformation that we have experienced. Everybody has the right to experience the Holy Spirit. They may not get it on their own. It might be you. Remember, you you didn't buy your, 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 your first bottle of booze. Somebody, somebody poured you a cup. <laughs> Come on now. It might have been a big brother, a big sister, a cousin, a niece, a nephew, an uncle, a friend. It, it was somebody else. You just did not wake up and go to the liquor store and say, I'm going to buy me a bottle. Somebody introduced it to you. So think about who am I going to introduce Christ to? Because of the Holy Spirit that dwells in me, lives in me, works in me, who am I going to introduce Jesus Christ to? That's the assignment. And it's not a church thing. It's an individual thing. Amen? Let's pray. Gracious Father, we thank you that the Holy Spirit was seen felt and heard among all believers. And most of all, we thank you that you gave those believers the power and the ability to cause the Holy Spirit to be seen, felt, and heard in others, by others. So God, as we bring this lesson to an end today and this worship experience to an end today, may we thank you again for the power your Holy Spirit for what it does in our lives and what it will help us to do for the lives of so many others. We know the Bible says that he that winneth souls is wise. And for every soul that we help bring to the kingdom of God, we get a jewel in our crown. Don't nobody want no dull, boring crown. So help us win souls. Help us to be wise. Help us to advance the kingdom of God so that every man, woman, boy, and girl will come to know of the love of God and desire to have a closer walk with thee. We thank you for this lesson. We thank you for our time together. And we thank you, Father, for being in our midst, being in our presence. And now as we prepare to leave this place, but not your presence, we ask that you would go with us and that you would keep us as the apple of your eye, and that you would allow your Holy Spirit to continue to do its perfect work in us, that we will boldly proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, that we won't be ashamed of the gospel, that we will tell somebody, that we will continue to be excited about living by faith. We thank you, Father, and we bless your name. We ask that you would bless the absent part of this great congregation. I want to lift up before we leave our own deaconess, Celeste Mack, Sister Dorothy Hart, Brother and Mother Kenneth, Mother Gloria, Mother Diane, Sister Janetta, Deaconess Bay. We lift them up to you today. All of our callers that are on the line, 
We pray for Sister Lynette, and we pray for Sister Darlene, Sister Shelley, Brother James, Brother Tony, Sister LaShonda, Elder Kearney, Pastor Sherelle, Sister Brenda. Father, we lift them up to you, and we ask that your will be done. We ask that you be glorified in our midst. We pray for Brother Scooty and Sister Yolanda, Mother Carolyn May. We lift up our family to you. And thank God we're not only praying for in the house, we pray for this whole community, every apartment complex that's on the, the, the other side of the street from Fremont all the way up. We pray for all the houses that are on this block and behind this building. May we all come to know the Spirit of God and His power and move accordingly that we may honor Him and give Him thanks. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on and stand to our feet. Give the Lord some praise. Come on, hallelujah. Sometimes there are obstacles in the road That can leave you feeling low And you don't know how to move forward And sometimes there are turns you want to take But the way gets hard to trace Now you're wondering how did you get here But don't you give up until you see how God is ordering your steps So you can walk into your seats He that has begun A great work in you Is faithful to perform God is faithful to perform He that has begun A great work in you Faithful to perform it, our God is faithful. I declare you will know the favor of the Lord and receive a harvest for your feet. What he planted inside of you To bless the world that's God is doing a great work. He's doing a great work. He's doing a great work in me. God is doing a great work. He's doing a great work. He's doing a great work in me. 
faithful to perform. God is faithful to perform. You ought to encourage somebody. Show your name. He's faithful to perform. God is faithful to perform. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. God is faithful. Faithful and great. Great is his faithfulness. Great is his faithfulness. So what should be considered as we proceed is that this work did not begin with you. Our mother's mother's and father's father planted seeds when we were but the faint notion of a dream in their mind. They hope for a harvest, a legacy, a great work. So may your next step forward help us to connect the dots and see. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.